Yeah, it's always good to have a second eye to look at things. Even though you have two eyes, a third and a fourth eye would be great. Hair, a second pair of eyes. <laughs> You're listening to the Marketing Beat Podcast with your best friends, Beverly and Amit. Marketing Beat talks about social media and pay-per-click marketing, but also what it's like owning your own business and the struggles that come with it. Hi friends, welcome to Marketing Beat. My name's Anit. <laughs> I guess I you always I laugh. <laughs> I don't know why I find this so funny. <laughs> uh, I'm the owner of Meet Capper Marketing Inc. Uh, and we're an online marketing agency that specializes in pay-per-click advertising. And this is my co-host. Hi, my name is Beverly Teresa. I'm a social media strategist and consultant and the owner of Throwdown Social Media. And today, Amit, are you ready for today's topic? I don't know if I am. <laughs> well, buckle up. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be talking about content curation mistakes. Ooh. <laughs> so, okay. Serious space. Why is content curation so important, Beverly? Well, let me tell you, Amit. Content creation, it's a really critical part of social media and part of your website as well. It takes less time than traditional content development because you're linking to other people's content with a short excerpt. So it might be an excerpt that you post on social or it might be an excerpt, excerpt, excerpt that you post on your website. Um, and then and you add your own kind of commentary, like this is why it's so important you read this article below or these were my takeaways. It also gives you ideas for content that you might have not necessarily thought of beforehand. And instead of you having to write your own article about that, you can just link to someone else's. Um, making sure that, again, that per those people who you're linking to are reputable sources, but we'll get into that because that's one of the mistakes. So... Let's start with mistake number one, linking to sharing, linking to and sharing poor quality content. I'm going to put on my newscaster voice, okay? Okay. When you're in a hurry to get some content up, whether it's on your website or on social media, it can be tempting to just Google your topic and link to whatever website shows up first. Don't want to do that. <laughs> Definitely I don't think that's a new cast. Yeah. I don't think that sounds like a newscaster in it's, any way, shape, or form. It's my YouTube scary true stories voice then. <laughs> but you actually have to read what the hell you're going to be linking to because you could be linking to like a BS article and I'm not even just talking about like news on the coronavirus type stuff or like new fake news, but just like maybe you're linking to a website that talks about social media, but they're totally wrong and all they want to do is sell you followers. Like you really have to read the articles before you share them. And because it's up to you, you have the responsibility because you're sharing it, that you have the responsibility to um, ensure that it's, I always think of what's her face whenever I say ensure. Remember she like went through this whole Nicole from Content Yag? She went through this oh. whole thing. Are you not supposed to say ensure? I don't know. I don't remember it. Like, okay. I, I feel like I remember something, but I don't remember the actual okay. thing. Well, you're supposed to make sure um, because you have the responsibility that you're sharing actual legit information and not just random shit. 
and it makes it you can get a bad reputation as well if you're just sharing links without reading them because it reflects back on you as a person and as a business and making sure that it's actually grammatically correct and there's not a lot of grammar error grammatical errors and the the facts that they have are actually true and not again fake news and always check the content again before you're sharing it and make sure that the website it's coming from is a reputable website instead of just like xyz.com or something like that it's more like a website that people are familiar with who are interested in the topic that you're sharing about it makes sense yeah i think the whole notion is just that you want to make sure your people understand that you understand what you're talking about yeah that part of that is by sharing other people's content yeah. but obviously if you're a car dealership talking about airplanes that doesn't necessarily make sense yeah so or, no one's gonna be like yeah let's buy cars from this dealership because <laughs> they told me about a plane like no or if you're a car dealership and you're linking to like a page about the new tesla but that's like a fake tesla page and it, like there's no new tesla did you know off topic did you know that elon musk is like married or dating grimes and yeah they had a, a kid together i didn't know that yeah, i saw that like on, on and off from my understanding i'm not into like i don't keep up with it but i from my understanding it's been on and off and then they just had a kid because it's like what, all the rage what is he like in bed i don't know do you think he's like like a dominant person because it's like elon musk i have never thought about that <laughs> A picture it in your mind. <laughs> Back to the topic at hand. Buckle up, Amit. <laughs> you want to make sure you're, you're not using the same sources. So mistake number two is, yeah, you found a reputable website. So let's pretend I like sharing articles from socialmediaexaminer.com. But then if all of the content I'm sharing from socialmedia.com it, or of all the content I'm sharing is from there, it's kind of like, well, why don't you just go work there? Like, why are you always sharing their content? What about other people? What about other, other sources? And it's good to have like that secondhand opinion on things. And it, you really limit your scope if you're just sharing from the same website. Yeah, and I think you have to kind of go back to like even SEO practices when we're looking at like creating backlinks. We're not right. going to create backlinks from one website because then literally what we're telling Google is that one person trusts us. Yeah. So by sharing one person's content, you're basically sitting there telling us that they're the end-all be-all when really in reality, you want to be the end-all be-all. Yeah, exactly. That's a good tip from an SEO perspective, Amit. Thank you so much. I've been thinking about SEO a lot lately. So. I thought... Oh, but I don't care about SEO. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Burn. I want to um, punch every single person who says that. <laughs> Mistake number three is curating only written content or blog articles. So you can also share videos. You can share podcasts. Share this podcast if you yes, like. Yes, please. <laughs> So mixing it up and like sharing infographics or images and things like that as well. Because if you're just sharing blog posts, it's, it gets kind of boring and you have to think about what your audience likes to consume too. Like maybe they don't like reading. Maybe they'd rather listen to a podcast on the way home from work or something like that. So think about um, the type of content that you're sharing and why are you posting it? What benefit are people going to get from it? Yeah? That's a good tip. Yeah, I thought so. Mistake number four, automating content curation. 
So again, if you're just automating things like, oh, so-and-so published an article, I'm going to auto it. My software will automatically tweet it out. But it's like, why? You don't even know what that article is about. You don't know if what they're saying is true. And you're not actually, again, reading it before you share it. So you need to make sure that you look at everything that goes out on your social media. Um, even if someone else is managing your social and curating links for you, you want to make sure that you take a look just to make sure that they're on the right path. And then, yeah, you have to kind of remember brand voice and what your values are too. And sometimes, yeah, yeah, and especially if you have it automated, it's like, what is it going to be? Brand new post from Social Media Examiner. And then it's like the headline, but it's like, okay, that doesn't tell us anything. Like you didn't write why you're sharing it. Yeah, exactly. And then mistake number five is failing to give proper attribution to whoever the original poster is. So when I share articles, sometimes I like to tag the person who wrote it. Or like if I share from Agora Pulse, I'll always have like the word Agora Pulse in my tweet or I'll make sure that the link isn't shortened because I know that they do social media monitoring and they always say like, thank you so much for sharing our article type thing. Um, and it's like, especially if it's from um, like a smaller content creator, I always try and make sure that I do tag them in the post because it's like, oh, this is awesome. Like, um, and if someone was sharing my blog posts, I would love if they would have tagged me too. Like, and you can see if people are sharing your posts without tagging you, you just have to like, for example, on Twitter, you just go for me, I would go hellobeverly.com in the tweet search box. And then I can see and like, it doesn't happen very much anymore. But before I was having people sharing my content and my links, but then they didn't tag me in it. And then it made me really sad. It was like kind of cool because I'm like, people are talking about me and I didn't even know. Totally fair. I and like literally just started looking if people oh. are sharing my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I figured that's what you're doing. <laughs> it's not really happening. It's okay. Another, soon it will be. Another yeah. mistake is... So mistake number six is using only curated content. So this means you're not creating any of your own content. You're just sharing what other people have made. It's a huge mistake because you can, you have the audience and they're obviously following you for a reason. They want to hear from you and it's good idea to put together your own high quality original content. And so putting some thought behind your content and you're not just writing a blog post because you have to write a blog post. So give some thought to it. And Google also loves unique content and unique content will always trump curated content just because it's like you wrote it and it's unique and different to you. And so it's really about finding a good balance. So maybe um, instead of sharing curated content every single day on Tuesdays and Thursdays, you share your own content, that type of thing. And I know that writing pillar content is like huge and it's like a really important factor when it comes to SEO and just like thought leadership in general. Like if you can write a long ass how to article, um, but like, I just, I don't have the energy to do it, but you should do it. If you have the energy, <laughs> let me tell you buckle in folks. <laughs> yeah. Listicles and stuff like that do really, really well. A lot of people, uh, based off of the, like the research that I've been doing lately, a lot of people like when there's numbers within like headlines, those tend to get more clicks, yeah. especially on the organic side of things. So if you've got like six tips 
for blah, 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 or six steps. So you can create a Google ads account. I don't know. Um, Those tend to actually outperform anything else that's strictly text-based. I could see that being helpful because it's like people are legit searching for that, like how to set up a Google ads account type thing. Yeah. And it kind of gives them an idea of how long it'll take them, I guess, in that sense. Like, there's an expectation already set within that title where there's six steps and at the end of it, you're done versus going uh, the complete guide to like, we have the complete guide to Google tag manager, I think, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it like literally, it doesn't perform as well as I think it should because there's no numbers in there. So at one point or another, what I'll probably end up doing is testing titles and seeing yeah. if what will outperform what. Even your PPC glossary could be like, 569 PPC terms that you need to know or something. We should talk after this. Yeah. (laughs) I need to rename a lot of things. (laughs) Not marketing beat though. No, no, not at all. (laughs) Number seven is being faceless. So if you think about how much content's being created, like even per minute, I don't remember the actual stats. So let's just make one up. There's a million pieces of content being created at, in one minute, I just made that up, like disclaimer. Um, but there's so much content being created in one minute and you have to face, like that's your competition pretty much, like gaining the attention of your audience. Why should I read about um, how to set up a PPC campaign on a Meets website versus someone else's website? Like it mostly comes down to the person behind it. So not being like if you know a meat or you follow a meat, she's like a wise cracker, just honest and straightforward and hopefully she doesn't inflate her ego from me saying those things. Like- <laughs> but like I would rather read a meat's article on how to do something because I know she's gonna explain it in plain language and she's not gonna use a bunch of jargon that will go over my head. Um so I'd rather read her over someone else because they would be probably the opposite or whatever it is. And I just know Amit's personality and that's why I like reading her content. So I think bringing a bit of your personality into your content, like that's not going to hurt you. Um, I was just like reading things that are honest and like straightforward and not just like really fluffy articles. And I have my go-tos for that type of stuff, like people that I check in on on a regular basis to see what they're writing because I want to connect with the person who's writing it and not just have like a faceless read a faceless article I should say yeah I think that's like the biggest thing I think a lot of people are looking for like some kind of connection with that person so like even now who knows if it's actually him on LinkedIn but Brian Dean almost responds to every single comment that's made on a post oh and it's fantastic it could be literally like the most dumb thing that anyone's saying but he's still responding to every single one because he wants those readers to feel like they know him um and I think that's a really smart move on his part where he's made a multi-million dollar SEO agency out of that essentially yeah. just by being that person who's really um, accessible. Cause I think a lot of people want to feel like they know that person before they purchase from them. And a lot of the times, like especially from clients and stuff like that, they'll read the website before we edited it. But <laughs> like before we did a massive like rollout, uh, a lot of clients would be like, Oh, like your website, sounds like you like there's no yeah, difference and I was like, yeah that was the point like I wanted it to sound exactly yeah. like me and even when I was teaching my students even came up to me and they're like yeah I heard your voice in my head when I was reading your site and I was like <laughs> yeah see 
it works. Like it, it works. That's how exactly how I wanted it at that time. Um, so I think it's just that notion of being able to feel like you're connecting with that person yeah. to be able to actually take their word for something. Really yeah. Important. Cause marketing is all about building those relationships. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Sales. Yeah. Honestly, that's how I've built my entire business is based off of relationships. So you're so good at it. Uh, it's exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can imagine. And then mistake number 10, the last one, oh, so sad, is having no call to action. So you're pumping out all this content or you're creating all this content, but let's say at the end of your LinkedIn post or at the end of your blog post even, there's nothing, like you're not telling someone to take some sort of action. So even if it's just like your LinkedIn post is like, click here to read more, um, always giving them a call to action will help. I Like we talked about it on a previous episode where if you ask for retweets, you're going to get more retweets than as opposed to if you didn't ask for them. So the same thing, always having a CTA because you spent all this time building this content and creating this content or curating this content. You want them to actually take action on something instead of just being like, okay, thanks, bye. Yeah, I think what the one thing that I always like to tell people when I'm um, like telling them how to structure their accounts and stuff like that is that you have to remember that the person is basically five years old. Yeah. Like I treat, I literally treat users as if they're my dog in a sense that I tell them exactly (laughs) what I want from them. Like if I want Luke to sleep on my bed, I tell him exactly that go to bed and he goes to bed. Um, So it's like that same notion that you kind of have to just continue doing that with your users. You have to tell them what you want because otherwise they're not going to know. They're just going to go ahead and make their own assumptions. So if I don't say anything to Luke and I go to bed by myself, he might still be outside barking at everyone. (laughs) And then I'll never get to sleep. So it's that thing that you have to actually continually tell them what you want from them. And without those CTAs, you're not telling them anything. Yeah, that's a good point. Treat Mm -hmm. your audience like... A meat's dog. <laughs> in the nicest way possible. Yeah, in the nicest way possible. Yeah. So yeah, content creation is great if it's part of your strategy and like go for it. Just make sure that you don't make any of those 10 mistakes. And I think a lot of the mistakes are kind of common sense, but it also reinforces them. And I think some people need to hear it. Like sometimes when I talk about social media, I'm like, isn't that just common sense? But not everyone has sense that are common. I think it seems like it's common sense because we've been doing this for so long. That's but true. I think for somebody who's starting, it might not be common sense. But then also, like, I forget things that are common sense all the time. And then I'll just sit there and be like, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe I did that. I shouldn't have done that. That was common sense. I probably shouldn't have done that. But, like, it, it sometimes even, like, the best of us actually. Yeah forget it's just nature really at this point well that makes sense like when I got my website audited by another marketer and she pointed out all this shit and I was like oh like I would have like said the same thing but because it's my own website I know I didn't have that analytical eye towards it yeah there's just a little bit of blindness there which is okay it happens especially if you're looking at the same thing over and over and over again yeah which is why I tend to have like so many people that I work with because I'm like go look at the count because I'm like I can't like I know that there's all numbers and it should definitively tell me things but sometimes it doesn't and I can't <laughs> figure out what's top and what's bottom really at that point so I'm like 
here, take the account, look at it, tell me where I'm going wrong. Um, yeah. And it's literally just because I've been in it for so long, I just can't see what the problem is anymore. No, that makes sense. Yeah, it's always good to have a second eye to look at things, even though you have two eyes, a third and a fourth eye would be great. Pair, a second pair of eyes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I have glasses, so does that mean I'm four eyes? <laughs> No. Okay. <laughs> no. The end. <laughs> Episode done. <laughs> Episode done. Um, oh, you want to know what I really need to do is proofread my shit because I launched everyone. Uh, I launched my five-day turn followers into customers challenge and I soft launched it. And so there's like 15 people in it. And then one of the ladies emailed me back and she was like, just so you know, like, I'm not being critical or anything, but you spelled followers wrong on every single worksheet. <laughs> it's like, oh, I forgot to put in the extra O. And so I had to, I went back and I was like, good thing I didn't like release it, release it. And I had like a little batch test of people. <laughs> that is absolutely hysterical. Just like at the very top. <laughs> that is so funny. On every single one. Yeah. So proofread your stuff. But yes, that's critical. What are we going to talk about on the next episode? We're going to continue talking about the basics of PPC. So I think we're, what I want to do is um, like shorter episodes, I guess, in the sense of like we'll go over one topic versus multiple, right? Um, which will make it relatively short. So I think the next one's going to be um, like how bidding works, and then we'll probably get into Google Display Network and then quality score um, so breaking out all the little parts of AdWords. So I think my next couple of episodes are going to be relatively short. So you'll explain in each one what they are, how to use them, all that and more. All that and more. <laughs> if you want to, if you want to follow us on social, we would forever be pleased and thankful. <laughs> like pleased. Uh, you can contact me at at AdWords girl on all social media. You can contact me at, at hello Beverly, Beverly with an L E Y um, on all social media platforms. And we release a new episode every Wednesday. I try and time them for 6am because I'm like, maybe that's the time people wake up, but I'm still sleeping when they're released. So yeah, <laughs> listen to us every week on Wednesday. Yeah. Make sure you subscribe to the yeah. channel. Yeah, on whatever subscribe. platform that you're you're listening on. I just submitted us to iTunes, so hopefully we get approved there soon. Sick. Yeah, sick, brah. <laughs> okay, till next week. Thank you so much. Bye, friends. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Marketing Beat with Beverly and Amit. Subscribe today wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.